0: And we're back with a very special episode of Graphic Content Flashback. And before you say it, yes, I do know that we did promise you a super special, super secret show. Unfortunately, the technicians in the Graphic Content Laboratory did not feel it was ready for public consumption yet. So we're just going to take a little bit of extra time to make a few tweaks, turn a few gears, tune it up just a little bit better so that it is the show that we want it to be. In the meantime, though, we're going to actually flashback before the original version of the show and have you listen to the show that spawned all of this, and that was the very first foray into podcasting that Mike and Cody from the original version of Graphic Content and myself, my very first podcast, with our friend Damon, the four of us thought it would be a fantastic idea to not get any sleep and get up super early on Sunday mornings and do nothing but talk about stuff that was in the nerdosphere. So movies, TV, comics, games of all stripes, both board games and role-playing games, and oh yeah, I'll also throw in video games, uh, whether it's PC or console. We just got together to talk geek for about an hour, an episode, and it was a hell of a lot of fun while we did it. This show lasted 16 episodes, and we're going to play for you tonight the very first time that the four of us got together on mic. So uh, sit back, relax, know that our super secret project is coming soon, this we promise, and in the meantime, relax and enjoy... Mission Command, Episode One, courtesy of the Graphic Content Podcast. Stay a while and listen.
1: He called you a cowboy. What in Sam Hill? What did he mean? What are
2: you? I'm the abomination, the strongest mutant of all. Uh.
1: Know this, swimming bird. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've got me done. This blue eye. Perceives all things conjoined.
0: I cared much for the word
2: impregnable. The past. Sounds a bit too much like unsinkable. The future. What's wrong in with unsinkable? Nothing. And the present. As the iceberg said to the Titanic. Trap, how's life? He seems nice. I'm Rusty. What's <laughs> the matter? I
1: the radio box. All of the equipment has <laughs> been sabotaged. The surgeons
2: Of course, we still have the
1: radios and our jets.
2: Then what's the problem, soldier? City's afraid of me. Colonel, please. Colonel, I've seen its true fate. What's going on here? Survival, Captain. Plain and simple. Open the pod bay doors, Hal.
0: Alrighty, welcome to the inaugural edition, the number one collector's item of the Mission Command Podcast. I am here with the Fantastic Four of Lodi. I am Jim, and I am with... Damon. And Cody. And Mike. Uh, Every week we're going to be talking to you about all the stuff that you care about in comics, movies, TV, games. The game times will be, some weeks we'll talk video, some weeks we'll talk analog. And we're going to have, later in the podcast, a bit about 5th edition D&D, the starter set box set came out, and it looks kind of neat, but we'll let Mike talk about that in a little bit. So, you know, every week we're just going to kind of do a round robin about the stuff that we care about. And uh, how should we start off, guys? Wait a second. This is the first episode. This is the number one episode. Collector's Edition. Collector's Edition. Which one of you is getting covered
2: in foil? Ooh, Mm. I'm already covered in foil, Damon. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's just in his pants right now. Hey, do what you got to do. Be discreet. (laughs) That's
0: right. Now, if we sell out of this edition, I'll be coming out again with a lenticular animation cover, Mm. or in black and white, in black and white, you know, sketch variant cover. You're Mm -hmm. the sketch variant cover.
2: Sure, why not? Okay, Damon, what are you? Um, You know what? I'm bare basics. I'm the indie. Okay. T.M.N.T. Number One. There you go. I oh, going to be school. '90s
3: Hollow. Ooh, you're gonna collect me, and then I'm really expensive for a while, and then suddenly I'm like lining bird cages. So you really are. And you're yeah.
1: ballasting ships.
0: Yeah. Or <laughs> but for those 15 minutes, that that holographic wants foil me. picture of Cable's body yeah. with your face on it. If that's not the Cody the with a glowing sexy. eye. <laughs> And very thin ankles. <laughs> Comfort and, and
1: fuck. Yeah, you gotta obscure those feet. <laughs> no man. one
0: knows how I walk, I just do. <laughs> we apologize for the early off the rails comment. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, uh, I'm interested in some of the comics that came out this week, but I wanted to lead with some of the TV and film news that came out this week. Okay. okay. So, uh, some casting news for DC Entertainment shows that are coming out. Uh, Brandon Routh is going to be putting on Blue and Red Spandex, maybe, in the future. That's right. Ray Palmer, the Atom, will be a regular cast member. Uh, Brandon Routh will be a regular cast member playing Ray Palmer uh, on Arrow, who will be taking over the role uh, of CEO of Queen Consolidated, which was left vacant after isabel rochev outmaneuvered
1: oliver queen towards the end of the season last year it's interesting i don't know what that says about how they'll depict the character like because obviously normally he's a scientist
0: well that's one of the things one of the the few hints that they dropped is that uh ray palmer has uh, a serious interest in the queen consolidated applied sciences division well there you go okay yeah i think he he wants to shrink himself
1: yeah and he needs the machinery there at Queen probably yeah to I think it's the, the
0: Deus Ex machine oh, yeah, that, that they built one. over there yeah, does everything that they need over there so how do we feel about Brandon Routh coming back to comics and or coming back to television in a comic book role and how do we feel about him taking on the role of uh, veteran Justice leaguer Ray Palmer.
3: He is a pretty good actor. I have seen him in a couple other things. He's done comedic in uh, Scott Pilgrim, and Ta- he was he was fine in it. Yeah, he was good in it. He's yeah. done some some serious acting. Mm-hmm. So he's a good looking guy. You know, fits the cast of he's, all of those pretty people in, in the with CW. The, yeah, so. he fits in
2: with the Kardashian TV yeah. mindset. <laughs> he's got <laughs> the hair you. for it. Oh, oh man, I'm far more comfortable with him in. Adam to introduce new minds to the franchise and yeah. the character than to put him in the iconic role of Superman. Yeah. That one was a bad move. You're one of those Superman Returns haters? Mm, actually, that movie doesn't exist. Ah. Oh, damn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you still haven't seen the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2, have you?
2: Yeah, actually. I You have. have. See, I okay. see, I've,
1: I watched it back to back. I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw the Superman uh, two Donner cut and then Superman returns and it, I think one two and three like if you treat returns as three works as a trilogy really well.
0: An but. uncanny
1: impersonation of Christopher Reeve. Yeah,
0: uncanny. Yeah. His yeah,
1: that curl was perfect. And the facial
0: ticks yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> things like that. But you know, I, I don't think Brandon Rath was what was wrong with that movie. There's no way. A, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I think it might be the uh, cape that looked like a fruit roll up.
1: Uh, that was early <laughs> cape technology. Early. Yeah. The cave uh, they, technology. They, they did better with was uh textured with a new one. Boots and things. It was
0: It was you know, a lot of things did not work about that movie, and I think Brian Singer had a, a much different view of Superman than than I think mainstream comic book fans had. I mean, he he thought Superman was a deadbeat dad. I, I
1: didn't. Um you He know, didn't know, man. He didn't he know He was out in space. <laughs> yeah. Well that was the how thing you, they did you gonna
0: know Did they even yeah. accurately Express in the film that he was out in space or he just came back down in a black suit.
1: They, they, yeah, they paid lip service to it. They didn't really know did why or, or what he was doing. Or yeah, well, he was searching for Krypton, right? Yeah, exactly. Or
3: what was exactly. left yeah, of it. Yeah, he yeah. wanted to make sure that, you know, the planet was still there. Yeah. It was. Sort in pieces. A yeah, field of. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: I don't know. It, it just. Wouldn't that just be a giant mass of kryptonite floating in space or is that how that yeah, works? Yeah, you get close to it and then you start dying, right? Well, that's why in the 70s, in the Bronze Age, he had the Supermobile.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Which All was lead
1: lined? <laughs> do you remember
2: the you Supermobile? No, I, I don't. Come on, the fist the Sky <laughs> yeah. blue. Yeah. It was like it, it was a like fist. a it was
0: a blue rocket. Yes, indeed. with indeed. Oh, okay. hands on either side that, that could project out and <laughs> <in breaths>. grasp.
3: <laughs> It was uh, uh they they used it in the animated series. They did they, in Super Friends. Yeah, or what? well in the in the animated series from right. the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The doctor made it for him so we can go you know play around with the sun or whatever. <laughs> hold hands. I with need Lobo. to. I need to
1: hold hands with Lobo. Yeah. Quick to the supermobile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the main man. Hold my hand. <laughs> That is weird. <laughs> I seem to remember a toy, though. There was, yeah. I,
0: I remember having... It was yeah, either like a Hot Wheel or a Micro Machine.
1: <laughs> really? You could buy
0: the Batmobile, thing. and then there was... Well, the Flash Van. That's right. The, oh, there dude. was a Flash the Van. The world's fastest man needs a... A creepy a, child molester a, van.
3: Yeah, a windowless, red, <laughs> Scooby-Doo, wow. mystery machine van... <laughs> yeah with like, his logo on the side with his it. logo on the side yeah. because because he needs to get
0: marketing. loaded in a van with <laughs> down by the river with al jordan oh gosh Vans rocking, al jordan who i think had like in. a trans am or something there was like a green lantern t-top or something <laughs> yeah we're bringing back the t-top baby um uh, Okay, so that'll be on the Mission Command Carcast. That, that's a that's a future <laughs> podcast that we're coming up with. Um, so I, I, you know, Superman returns. Uh, Segway notwithstanding, we're all pretty good with with, uh, oh, yeah. with Brandon. Wow, I think it adds something to the DC universe. It's cool that they're expanding their televisual universe and then another piece exciting piece is um, Robbie Amell who was one of the better parts of the Tomorrow People which was cancelled never never
1: watched that never did I
3: I, it it was a thing. It was a thing? It was a thing. It could have gone some very cool places, and it decided to do more Vampire Diaries nonsense. And playing
0: Paula Cole songs at the wrong time. Was, I don't want to live yeah. with this TV show
3: any longer. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Like they, it had a lot of potential.
0: And-
2: well, but, well, Apparently, he did well enough to get put on as um, Firestorm. That's right. Ronnie Raymond. Absolutely. Yeah. Coming to the Flash show.
0: Yeah. So he will be playing the fiancé of Caitlin Snow. Who, who's already been announced as series regular? That was the female scientist that in the, in the trailer uh, that is part of the team that is uh, helping Barry Allen recover from the coma after getting hit by lightning. So, uh, Firestorm, the Nuclear Man. I
1: don't know. We'll see. We'll see oh. how they handle it. I mean, still haven't it's... been
2: convinced to pick up the show. But from seeing how they handle Flash's powers, they might be able to do something justifiable and worth watching with the Nuclear Man. Um, looking at um, Firestorm's affect, the special effects on the hair, they'll be able to pull that off. A couple zaps and some good writing, they might be
0: able to pull this off. And they, I think that's also he should be one of those characters that they don't lead off with being full on metahuman. You
1: know, I think Seems like that, a slow burn. Uh, uh, right. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean it should be a slow burn. We should get to know the character first, and of course. remember the show is called The Flash, so I want to know more about Barry Allen than mm-hmm. I think I want to know about anybody else. But you know, the idea of dropping in these DC Comics characters, these metahumans, because of the the particle accelerator accident, mm-hmm. is a great. Mechanic, a great way of, of introducing the idea of people with superpowers into this shared universe between that show and Arrow Show. But, you know, it, you know, the, just don't lose screen time to make it the guest star of the week. Mm. Right. You know, we just, I, I think that with metahumans that are popping up, there should be good metahumans and bad metahumans. Don't do Smallville again. We, we don't need, I mean, Smallville did it, did the freak of the week. Um, They literally called them the freak of the week too. They did. They were all meteor freaks, and um, I think I want more than that. I I, I just, you know, they. I think they introduced. When um, I'm trying to remember the name of the Tom Kavanaugh's character, the scientist in the wheelchair, when he mentions that the particle accelerator accident, you know, released, you know, enhanced dark matter and antimatter and X element, quantum rays. I mean, sure, you can have a series of episodes where, you know, Captain Adam shows up one week and Firestorm shows up another week and all these DC I just don't want it to be a guest star and a villain. Mm-hmm. I just want them to keep their budget relaxed so that you could have a good weather wizard episode. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) okay, so that you can have a good Mirror Master episode and a good Captain Cold episode. Um, You know, I want to see these metahumans... Drop! I want to see the whole Flash's Rogues Gallery. I want to see the top and Golden Glider and Rainbow Raider. I want and a season of the Prankster. Oh yeah, Just a whole season. Of Are shit? you serious? No, okay. no, <laughs> no. I'm you don't want to see? A, you don't want to see a return of uh, Mark Hamill? to I the Actually, character. I do want to see that. That would,
2: that would be quite that would the be the one, yeah. Is anybody besides Mark Hamill going to get put in as the prankster? Mm. Inquiring
0: minds, minds want to know. Well, you know, we do know that John Wesley Shipp, the original 1990
2: Flash, did his little thing, thing. for the show. Did his thing for the story,
0: and he will be playing a recurring character as the father of Barry Allen, who was Mm -hmm. accused of murdering his mother wrongly uh, that uh, you know we, we all saw from the uh, the um, six minute trailer that it was a, a, a ball of red and yellow lightning that killed uh, Barry's mom so it was Professor's I mean there, there's no spoiler alert necessary Sure, either. if you're into comics you know that but um, so his dad will be in prison mm-hmm. for life so I'm the only one who's seen the first episode then
1: apparently apparently okay. so it was so masterful you,
3: and, of course, you didn't keep a copy of it to show the rest I, of us. I do, actually. I believe I do have a copy on my laptop. See I- uh,
0: we do not have a copy of the laptop, <laughs> Warner Brothers Television, and the CW. Uh, we want to say that we do not support piracy in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. I- and we'll work actively to prevent it. I think the CW probably
1: distributed it. Oh, I'm sure they
0: did. They, <laughs> they,
3: they, they, um, it feels like they wanted to know that if the however many six episodes
0: they have should be turned into 12 or if they should just okay. stop it. I think they totally did. You're that. probably right. Well, let me ask you this since you saw it. Okay. And and don't talk about the storyline. Mm-hmm. But, but what were your impressions of the, of the episode of the pilot? They handled his powers
3: really well. The uh, like like Damon was saying, they have the the technology to do things, and they did it subtly in some ways, and then they did the over the top. Like because you know he's learning. Okay, um, the characters are great. Uh, Tom Cavanagh's character, uh, really interesting. They're leading it like. You you get your weather wizard episode right off the bat like you saw in the trailer. Right, it's good. Um, I think it's going to be great to see the rogue's gallery. I'm I'm already bought it. Flash has always been one of my favorite characters, and this time the CW is not turning it into a love story. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a full on superhero like Arrow. It's going to be gritty like Arrow. Okay, so I'm
0: super excited. So they can play with multiple subplots. Yeah, you can. Uh, You know, there is the the blossoming more than friendship between Iris and Barry, but you know, there's other things going on in it. You know, there's the 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 you know the dimension with his father the dimension with his job um, you know I loved who they cast to play the detective in the show mm-hmm. um, Jesse L Martin is, is a great actor and kind of seeing him reprise his Law and Order character in a way uh, even though they changed his name to, to protect his identity I think was great um, I, I really have high hopes for that show
3: good costume too
0: yeah and I let's not for it. let's not forget the world's greatest superhero has also been cast for that show vibe mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh really Cisco oh. Ramon. Justice League of America's
3: vibe. Okay, where's the rope? I'm gonna go hang myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Cody's gonna reevaluate his review. Um, so that's a that's a zero kicking in arenas for the
3: Flash.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh, so we're really looking forward to that. Uh, just a couple of other couple of other notes this week. Uh, Latino Review put up a video and some still images from uh, the first couple of days of shooting for the Daredevil Netflix sh- series, and I, I'm so happy because. it's daredevil's origin it was the the delivery truck on its side radioactive material there and a kid screaming i can't see i can't see and well, that part is kind of traumatic sounding. I mean, this is this is the crux of how Daredevil got started. So, you know, all right, they're starting production with the actual origin of Daredevil and how he got his powers. And that just made me kind of go, yeah, these guys get it already in that small little microcosm right there. Uh,
2: with this, um, this is news to me. And I usually distance, keep a respectful distance from the television interpretations of the characters that I've grown up with. Mm-hmm. Because my ground rule, at at the very heart, I'm very, very orthodox. Mm -hmm. If you tell the story, then tell the story. Understanding that you got to take a little bit of liberty with uh, changing it to a different format— TV, you can't do A, B, and C. I can understand. Add A, B, and C to the core story, but the changes that they usually make in order to turn it into Kardashian television leave me cold. Mm-hmm. Um, Starling City, Speedy as the Little Sister. So, confession, I haven't gotten into Arrow. I oh, keep okay. Up with yeah. the news. Because, right. I mean, it's taken away from the common ground from a reader of the comic book to a viewer of the show. They have so little common ground except for a name or two right? that. I'll just stick with the analog. Sure. Now, if they're sticking to the daredevil, Mm -hmm. core orthodox storytelling, and it sounds like they are, Mm -hmm. I might be able to feel this one. It's... Hmm. You have my interest, sir.
0: Yes, and, and I'll be honest. I was really interested with the quality of the cast that they've put together that they've announced for for the Daredevil TV show. I mean, um, as see as a fan of season one of Boardwalk Empire, they got Charlie Cox to play uh, uh, Matt Murdock in that. Uh, you know, the guy who they cast for Foggy Nelson. I, I don't know him from Adam, to be quite honest. He, he looked like comic relief from an ABC Family show. Okay, but uh, that's Foggy Nelson. That's Foggy Nelson. You know, Foggy Nelson. I to me, Foggy Nelson will. All Always be John Favreau, mm-hmm. who's the one good part of that movie. It's yeah. like Matt, Matt, we have chickens here. We have chickens in the law offices. You're you're making this place look like the set of Sanford and Son. I mean, how could you not like that line? I wanted a whole movie about Foggy Nelson, but but anyway. So they got the they they cast a sidekick looking guy to play a sidekick in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosario Dawson, who's just got tremendous geek cred uh, as an actress and, and a fan of comics in general.
1: They got her in an unspecified role. I really hope Elektra um, I mean, they have to, right? Like, right. I mean, they're not – everything seems to be following the comic. Right. As Unless far they're going to the, do like Typhoid Mary or something, which I'd be – It's not bad. Not, not a lot of people know who that character is, though, that don't follow Daredevil. So. Right. But it would be an interesting character to put in there, but – they're going to do Electra. I mean, they, they, know, have, they to. have to. Absolutely.
0: And Vincent D'Onofrio is the kingpin. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy invented chewing scenery for his generation of actors, I think. I I, I really have high hopes for him being told finally by a director, yeah, eat as many hamburgers as you want. <laughs> You're Vincent D'Onofrio. Drink a little bit. Enjoy. Get huge. And we'll shave your head. Yeah. And then we want you to go out there and be Vincent D'Onofrio. I, 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 I love him as an actor. But to see him be able to really cut loose as, as the kingpin of Hell's Kitchen— would be kind of neat. So, anyway, I'm really, I'm really hopeful for that show. But as much hope as I have for Daredevil is tempered by my continuing disappointment with with what's going on with another Marvel um, uh, proto franchise in the form of yet another blow to the Ant Man movie. As <laughs> You know, I I really wanted the Edgar Wright version to work and and all that. I mean, I think we're all huge Edgar Wright, Cornetto Trilogy fans. And To see his take on a superhero, maybe get Simon Pegg to do a cameo in a Marvel movie would have been great. As we all know, last month, Simon Pegg, or not, I'm sorry, Edgar Wright punched out, said, I can't do it. And they they, mom and dad divorced and everybody's still friends and all that. And then they got the guy from uh, Peyton Reed. To direct to direct it. This is all stuff that we know already. Well, right. they have just now, just this week, added yet two more screenwriters to this film. So I think that brings up the number of screenwriters involved in this project five. It's never a good sign. And the only writing credits that these two guys, um, who might be great, um, who might be great uh, uh, writers, we just don't know yet because they've only written two scripts that have failed: uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch movie and something called Magic Castle that McG was supposed to do for Disney. And both of these movies tanked, you know, these, these uh, projects tanked and, and were shut down by their prospective studios. And again, I'm not saying, I mean, look, the guys that they got to direct Captain America, the Winter Soldier, I mean, their only, their only credits were directing episodes of Community and Arrested Development. So, you know, I get the fact that Marvel's, like, trying, trying untried talent and all that, um, but...
1: And like, presumably, these guys are probably script doctors, and not right. they're not actually starting from scratch on this thing. So. But
0: who have you had? You've had Edgar Wright, Joe Cornish. I can't remember who the third screenwriter was. And now these two guys working on it currently. You've got five screen You've got five writers on a single script right now that has morphed since 2006. <laughs> um, you don't need screenwriters at this point. You need guys who will chuck the baby out with the bathwater and 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 give birth to a new creation thing. But I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on that?
2: It's, yeah, with that many riders, it's going to be pulled in too many directions. And if it does make it, watch out. It's going to be a crazy quilt of awful.
1: Yeah, that's the scary part. It really is. I, I mean, at this point, like, I don't have a lot writing on it without a director directing it, so it's just going to like go. Oh, that it'll happen, yeah. And I'll go probably go see it, and it'll be whatever it's going to be.
0: I think we're all going to go see it for the wrong reasons, <laughs> though.
1: Quite possibly. I mean, if anything, I guess you can hope it's going to at least contribute something to the like Marvel Cinematic Universe,
2: exactly. And that may be why it's continuing because with Guardians of the Galaxy, they're doing the uh, okay. Let's have fun with our straightforward superhero retelling. They might be able to parlay this into a little cul-de-sac like, okay, we finally made this Ant-Man movie, and now let's continue on. (laughs) uh, Let's concentrate on
0: Doctor Strange. Exactly. The
2: momentum lost um, when they put this in the film isn't going to stop the juggernaut that is the marvel cinematic universe yeah not at all not at all and and folks without the deep comic know-how will see their costume they will see explosions they will see the good guy win in the end and yeah marvel will get their money and the ball will keep on rolling exactly so marvel loses nothing
1: even bad movies make plenty of money exactly that's right
0: Bad movies still get made today.
1: I'm kind of wondering, like, with a casting, like, yeah, like, you, you know, we talked about this um, before about them trying to do different little subgenres, you know, mm-hmm. like, maybe a little more comedic and whatnot, if this might be like the stoner comedy of Marvel movies.
0: <laughs> to do what the Green Hornet attempted to do. Uh, right. To make a stoner superhero movie. Right. Yeah.
1: Just curious. I don't know. Maybe.
0: We'll see. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> You know, um, Marvel's going to have a very interesting San Diego Comic-Con this year. Um, You know, we're wrapping up. I mean, next year will be the end of Phase 2 with Mm -hmm. Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah. And beyond an an official announcement, which they've already made, that Captain America 3 will definitely be part of the Phase 3 initiative. They're going to announce, you know, the, 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 the... the properties that will be made into films. So, you know, Ant Man, mm-hmm. we hope we'll make it to Phase Three and not be pushed back to Phase Four mm. or Nine. And then you've got. Doctor Strange possibly, what else are they going to be Mm -hmm. on that? So I I think it's going to be really interesting to watch Marvel. I also think it's going to be very interesting to watch DC because DC put out their Comic-Con panel information and they're going to be talking about all their TV shows this year. They're going to be talking about The Flash and Arrow, which we talked about at length. They're going to be talking about Constantine. They're going to be talking about Gotham and critics have already seen the Gotham pilot and say it's phenomenal. There has not been a single bad early review of the Gotham pilot at this point. So fingers crossed for gotham batman without batman
1: Mm. i know but they're saying convincing but is it batman without batman
0: (laughs) that's what that's what one reviewer said was it's not batman right bruce wayne is in it right but it's not a batman show Mm -hmm. they said it's a procedural in a very strange city that's cool i can i like that i'm tired of the cookie cutter procedural Mm -hmm. i'm tired of ncis's and csis and all the letters Mm -hmm. svus you name it but to see Gotham City and the— st- and They could have
1: called it GCPD. That they way. really could They should have called it Gotham
0: Central is what mm. they should have done. Well, yeah, they should have. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm i still sticking up for Gotham Central 10 years after the fact at this point. <laughs> mm. But um, it, a show about Jim Gordon, a show about Harvey Bullock, a show about Renee Montoya, a show about, um, uh, you know, the Penguin being a killer mm. for Fish Mooney. I mean, they got Jada Pinkett Smith to be in, in this movie, and I love her as an actress. Catwoman. No she's oh well, they got the young
1: cat woman who, yeah Selena Kyle is gonna be a, yeah. Good.
0: um I'm gonna put a spoiler alert here okay but they talked about this in many of the published reviews without a spoiler alert thank you TV reviewers is that Celine, a young Selena Kyle who's who at like 10 years old or 11 years old is running rooftop to rooftop already with her cats uh is jumping rooftops when she witnesses the murder of two parents in alleyway in Gotham City uh, so she is the second witness to the murder of the hmm,
1: interesting yeah. So, and then
0: she becomes in, uh, inexplicably drawn to, to the young Bruce Wayne at the same time. So she is linked in that moment. An interesting take on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know how I feel about that piece. I just know that the quality of the cast that's involved right now, as well as uh, as well as uh, you know people who watch TV for a living mm. getting behind a genre show. I don't know. I, I'm just. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to experiencing Pilot, which they're going to show there. So Gotham. Arrow, Flash, Constantine, eh, you know, we'll see how that goes. The interesting thing is, is that there is no announcement of any sort of showcase for the upcoming Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice.
1: It was (laughs) very telling, very telling. Well, I think it's early days still. I think they're still figuring it out. I, I think that they're about to surprise us. Really, I th- day, right?
0: I think they're going to surprise us with more casting yeah, announcements and possible images of more costumes. I think that's that's what I think we're going to see full color Batman and possibly Wonder Woman costuming. You know,
2: yeah, there has been a the lot of rumors. We'll get their pitchforks and torches. Over, that's right. Over Gal Gadot.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm still like, oh man. Oh man, Gal Well, rumor, yeah, rumors are still flying about her not being physically up to snuff and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You well, know.
2: you knew that when you picked her. Well, you absolutely. Roll, you go absolutely. with the horse you came in on. You right. take your punches. She's hey, an Israeli.
0: She's an Israeli twiggy. They better hope the mm-hmm. camera adds about twenty pounds, not ten. <laughs> I mean, that girl needs a milkshake.
3: Well, maybe she and D'Onofrio will have l- <laughs> <laughs> four or five times a day. <laughs> there you go.
0: They they really need it because uh, I just saw a picture of Gina Carano and I still think she would have been a better Wonder Woman. Than yeah. I, I yeah, mm.
1: <laughs> they, need to, they need to track down the one from the fan made trailer. Whoever
3: that woman was, oh, she was. Just get her pair, whatever she wants. I just
0: watched that thing again. And they need to get those guys to direct a movie too. Right transcript. right. That was what five minutes of just. That was five minutes of me going, Man, Wonder Woman would kick ass in him. Could would be absolutely could fantastic. This is what I want to see. I want to see Wonder Woman punching terrorists in the face.
2: That's all. That is was a one form- I agree. It was five minutes of they get it. Yeah. Which hasn't happened and may not need to in the movies because there are more of the folks that think all you gotta do to be Wonder Woman is spin around. Right. Than the folks like us at the table who have invested in the character. Right. They're out they're off to get that money. So why not cast a woman who will get women to come because they could either beat up the woman in the costume or they look at her as a little sister and don't feel threatened. Yeah. I'll, I'll go watch her. All right, I'll go, sure. Yeah,
0: I just hope she doesn't punch like a girl though. <laughs> I, I I hope I'm not getting in trouble with any female listeners here, but but damn it, you know, Wonder Woman doesn't punch like a girl, she punches like an Amazon. Mm-hmm. And and she steps on Batman's head. She really does. Yeah. yeah. Oh. One of the best covers of all time. Thank you, J.G. Jones. Um, so, yeah, there's been a lot of stuff. I think, you know, we're now two weeks out of, of San Diego at this point and what's going to happen in San Diego. So I think we're we're in for quite a ride uh, for those who are media watchers, for those who are TV and film genre fans. And that's not including all the other great stuff coming out that that's going to get announced, too, very sci-fi and fantasy properties. Um, I think, uh, what was it that I read? Uh, Terry Brooks' uh, Shannara series was just picked up. Up, I think by. Whoa. Well, who was it That's picked up by? Very... Was it AMC? Whoa. Somebody picked up the Sword of Shannara books. For a ten episode, ten ep- or yeah, I think a ten episode run on on basic cable. Wow, so, <laughs> yeah, they're going after the Game of Thrones audience. That's out of nowhere. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, it was just That'll a little fit. clip Absolutely. that I read on Yahoo News That'll yesterday. Fit. So you know, there, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out of San Diego out of Nerd Prom. So uh, I think it's safe to stay, stay as always. Stay tuned. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming out. We'll Plenty of uh,
1: shaky cam, bootleg trailers, and whatnot. Yeah. Right, the shakier, the better. Oh, really? You into that? Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I love epilepsy. It's I, awesome. I just, I, I, I just
1: put my TV on like
3: a paint shaker at home, <laughs> so everything is like.
0: Oh, and then it's like a perfect HD yeah, shot right? at that point. That's yeah. fantastic.
2: All right. <laughs> Going from um, the, I hope not to upset the fe- um, female members of the audience. Oh. Uh, Gail Simone. Moving on to a new project, leaving Batgirl. Yeah. New creative team with artist Babs Tarr, who has absolutely thrown down the gauntlet as far as the redesign on the costume. Are you into it? It's amazing. It's kind of like what you
0: expected All-Star Batgirl to be when they announced that project like a dozen years ago and then they shelved. I mean, it's like almost a mod backer. like I expect her writing a, a turbocharged Vespa in that outfit. It, but it's I think it's the right look and the right feel with the short combat boots and the really slim design of that. Uh, I just love it. And, you know, funny story about what happened with Gail Simone is she walked off that book when they wanted to make it darker and grimmer. She walked off the book, and then, like, a few weeks later, that editor gets fired off that book. And then the new editor brings on this creative team to make it even lighter and a more fun book, Mm. like the direction Gail Simone wanted to go in originally. Mm, So, you know, the universe kind of took care of the character, if not the artist at that point, I think. Um, But, yeah, it'll have a lighter tone. It's going to be very female-friendly. I'm really looking forward to this take on Barbara Gordon. Yeah, and...
2: I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to understand the aesthetic. My horizons have been broadened in talking to the female comic fans in my circle. And they pointed out some stuff, and I've had to do some growing. I still like what I like, but I definitely get <laughs> so, you're, so you're still down with Power Girl and Huntress, uh, is what you- <laughs> Must resist the chest panel cannot resist the chest panel. Boop but, Hey, hey, hey. Boop window. I, I like what I like. Hashtag However, boop window. Hey, got that right, man. <laughs> but um, all the points that have been brought to my attention have come together in this costume. I mean, the um, all leather, no spandex, uh, still faithful to the tradition of the costume with the midnight purple as opposed to something like Day Glow. Got the uh, gold on the inside of the cape boots. Got the throwback 90s utility belt with a heavy pocket on one side, small pockets on the other, and got the ponytail cowl wrapped around the ponytail. All of it makes sense. All of it is along the same aesthetics that my female friends have introduced to me about stuff that will fly, as opposed to what I grew up with that doesn't fly anymore. I get it, and yeah, it's all come together in this costume. She's not too top-heavy Not at all. The redesign that they have for uh, Barbara Gordon, the character, I mean, she looks like a chick. She looks like, yeah, somebody that you'd see walking down the street. The wasp waist is gone, and this totally works. All the uh, enlightenment that my people have given to me has come together in a single character with this new team. Just on this image alone, i think very seriously thinking about picking it up.
0: Yeah, and I think it's going to bring a new voice to the, the Batman series of books, because we know that, that Batman... I, I've kind of fallen off Batman because of This is going to sound weird, especially since Batman, but it it got so dark. You know, I love the Court of Owls story. I loved all the early New 52 Bat. To be quiet, Scott Snyder's is a genius. Uh, yes, we are recording at the launch pad, so the telephone will go from time to time. Uh, sorry about that distraction. But, um, you know, what I really think that I like about what's going on with Batgirl is, is that it's diversifying the, the the voices of the various metals a lot. So you have this sort of bright spot with the Dark night books, whereas I think you know you've got books like you know you got Batman Detective uh, Eternal, Batman Eternal. Um, you know a lot of dark stuff coming out. Dick Grayson had the crap kicked out of him during the most recent crossover, um, Forever Evil, and is now uh, given up his costume identity to become a super spy. Ethan Hunt. Yeah, he looks exact. That's yeah, he, he looks just like Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible Four. Wow, okay, well, I'm done talking about it. You know, it's just, but there's a lot of stuff that's going on with, they're trying to diversify the kind of books that they're being put out. And I think that that serves a very specific voice that has been lacking in the
1: Batman. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just in general. Because, like, a lot of times, like, what do you have, you know, like, a female reader who want to get into a comic? And and it's like, oh, well, there's females in that. (laughs) However. Yeah,
0: Justice League. Vixen is totally in that book. Yeah. Supergirl. (laughs) (laughs) Rage Kitty petting Red Lantern
1: wearing Supergirl. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, They're a tough sell sometimes. (laughs) I mean. You got Martha Washington on the shelf, just so you can there, mm-hmm. point to that, you know, right. or, so, or something to that effect, you know. You know, if but they some,
0: want an action book, or then you, you hand them a book like Persepolis or something. like that. But yeah. those are limited. You're with- forgetting mm-hmm. Grimm's Fairy Tale.
3: Well, that's what I'm, that's <laughs> oh, what I'm talking about. That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> Which oddly enough, there are female readers for, but but yeah, yeah you it's you a know. tough sell to everybody else.
0: It really is. So I think it's safe to. <laughs> Wow. I think it's safe to say go back girl though. I think we really need that. Oh yeah, totally agree. I, uh, ne- I think we need that feel. And I think it'll be a great counterbalance to the Batwoman book and uh you know, it's the right tone, right tone to hit. Um, and then Marvel books, you know, as far as what's going on in the House of Ideas right now, I gotta be honest, there's not a lot new going on except they're just carrying on their master plan of taking over the comic book universe at this point. Yeah. You know, I'm just loving that of all places, the house of ideas by staying the course and not changing so radically like DC has, has dominated my pull list every point, you know, with
1: the depth of adventure of Avengers books, which are most, most of them are fantastic. Yeah.
0: I, I think that if you're going to pick out any book for a calling, it would probably be Avengers undercover. Yeah. Um, I hear various things about mighty Avengers possibly going the way of the Dodo. Um, there hasn't been an official announcement. on being dropped at this point, but, uh, I'm really sad that Greg Land keeps getting work because the recently announced Spider Woman ongoing I know, right?
1: will be of um, all the artists to put on that. I, I, oh, I just on.
0: they couldn't have paid Frank Cho a ton of money to draw Spider Woman. I mean, he's the one that kind of made me go, "Oh, damn, Spider Woman!" <laughs> you know, but he got me to see what Ben saw in character. Yeah, when he put him back in New Avengers number one ten years ago. Um, so anyway, I'm just sad about some of their choices, but then again, you know, Marvel. They haven't announced a lot of new stuff because they don't need to change over a lot of their. Right, they got me reading X books, and, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then they've got this Avengers and X Men crossover with Axis coming out. Um, they've got Marvels just keep doing their thing at this point. I'm I'm really happy with what's happening.
1: And yet, Walking Dead outsells. All of them, All of them. <laughs> not combined, obviously, but they're still topping the charts. Yeah,
0: it's amazing. They're chopping. They're topping the monthly charts, the monthly the monthly comic charts. They're topping the OGN chart. Oh, or not, that's been or the going compilation on for a while. I mean, they're just.
1: God, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a juggernaut.
3: Well, the best part is when this isn't anything. It's
1: like yes, and you know, that that's inten- a good thing. Right. That's intentional yeah.
0: on both parties' parts. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Robert Kirkman and Charlie Adler are still doing their thing, mm-hmm. month in and month out. But then Robert Kirkman, who's involved as an EP, and he goes into the writers' room quite a bit on the TV show. He's not messing with a good thing, and they're just going to take in really organic directions uh, right now. So, has anybody seen the season five teasers yet? The no. Walking Dead, no. radio silent on that one. I want to be totally. Okay, then I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that one alone then. So we'll talk about that come October <laughs> when that show debuts. I think we're all gonna be
1: ready. Some things you don't you don't want to see a trailer for. Yeah, true, you know, because it's like I'm gonna watch it anyway.
0: I'm just I've never okay. It's I have not been excited about Rick's character in four years on that TV show. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about Rick's character again. That's all I'm gonna say. It's like thank God he finally snapped out of it. Yeah, bite off more ears or throats or whatever <laughs> he did. Get bloody. Um, <laughs> Okay, so I think we talked a lot about TV and, and, and film and uh, comics. Wasn't a big week. I think we're going to be, com- you know, when Original Sin starts to wrap up. I think it's got two more issues to go. We'll talk more about that in future podcasts. And then when Axis comes out, I think we'll uh, yeah be uh, ready to post some opinions on there's
1: one. a lot of good indie stuff starting too. Or there's somewhat so indie stuff like Image, so you know. So we like once we <laughs> all catch up on reading that too. Like there's there's some cool stuff out.
0: I think I'm one of the few comic book readers out there who hasn't read Rat Queens at this point. Uh, so
3: Rat Queens is re- Really good. So good.
2: Yeah. We need to read Rat Queens, Damon. Right rat Queens. All over it. The buzz in my circle is Lumber going Jane. off the Check hook. Check out yeah. Lumberjanes. And Lumberjanes, okay. Yeah, Showing up really on my weird. radar. Right up. It's interesting to see, like, you can almost
1: judge the popularity of certain things by how much cosplay starts happening of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like There's Rat Queens lot. is starting to so kids. So. In the expo last weekend, I was there with a couple Rat Queens. No mm-hmm.
3: kidding.
0: Mm-hmm. Some saga. I, I, I was going to say that I heard at AX, because I, I follow some of the, the cosplay stuff um, on various websites that they were saying there was a lot of non-anime, non-manga. Cosplay, or it's starting to get bigger at AX than in previous years. Like there was some comic book cosplay. I saw a lot some pictures. Of Thor, okay, um, a couple Spider-Man,
1: Deadpool everywhere. Well, Deadpool it's it's, it's everywhere. Like, it's, I think they pay them to show up. They're right. always yeah, they're, they're ubiquitous. Like,
0: especially the guy who's like MC Hammer Deadpool, MC Deadpool. Oh. And, and that was
3: the thing too. Like every day they would have Deadpool in a shower. You know, like he'd come <laughs> in just the spandex, no gear, nothing else, and he'd have like a towel wrapped around. Him. Right. I felt like someone overturned a rock, and then a bunch of Deadpool's came screaming out <laughs> everywhere I just wanted to step on all
0: of them but they could regenerate so it wouldn't do That's, anything yeah, you right. know. I'm
3: gonna shoot them all the space it worked for Hulk he got better <laughs> uh, no it was good there is yeah. there's there a little bit of news from AX too um, especially if you follow anime or manga in general um uh, sort of online. Mm-hmm. Po- possibly the most popular, widely known piece of manga anime to date. Uh, second season announced. Okay. And uh, I got to see the airing of the first episode, you know, a day early, but it was cool. Um, Hasn't that started to hit Crunchyroll already? It's, uh, well, like, so you go to the panel, you see the first episode, you got to t- talk to the voice cast and some of the, the art the directors and whatever. And then the next day Crunchyroll had aired it oh. as part of their pay-for-service, so I got to the camera, Nice. You know. Okay. Um, Sailor Moon. Uh, yeah. That's perhaps the gateway to all anime, especially in the, the early 90s. Like 80s when I saw the original Sailor Moon so Sailor Moon Crystal is uh, on drill again in that huge resurgence of anime for the older generation our age you know right a lot of, a lot of families cosplayed as the Sailor Scouts that, this last week even
0: dude. dad was like Sailor dad Uranus Sailor, no dad
3: was Sailor Moon <laughs> oh balls with a tiny mini skirt mm. and hairy legs mm. oh, because you know he's got to go back to work uh, on know, the
0: next day it. What's, yeah. what's the word I'm looking for oh yes, X Y C. examine your choices I'm going to go with soul searing that's that's going to be that's going to be
1: it's a blood
3: curling screw yeah. For, you know? yeah. Please
0: put me in a sailor, sailor scout uniform. Yeah, that that there that would A couple
3: guys of your stature, that and would, dimensions in those.
0: Yeah,
1: you know they go out dressed like that. They
0: actually warp reality around them. <laughs>
1: it's terrorism, it's domestic terrorism.
0: <laughs> it really is it off is. to Gitmo with you. Um, so
3: like,
1: they announced
3: all of their uh, spring, uh, late summer and early fall lineup. A lot okay. of great things are coming. We're excited about that.
0: I'm looking to get back in. I, I need to get some gateway. I saw some Attack on Titan, and yeah, I, I, really like say, like that, yeah. I really like it's that show. I really like that show a lot.
3: Check out sort of online, and it's, uh, it's good. Yeah, it's analog uh, log horizon. They're okay. both very accessible for people who are not in. And then of course, check out Sailor Moon. <laughs> it's, it's good. I like. It. I've I never had anyone
0: ever say that to me before. Mm. It's, it's <laughs> Sailor Moon. It's good. checking you out. Yeah. What's up? It, <laughs>
1: it, she's only in middle school. It's okay. That's right. Oh, the Japanese.
0: Hey, you want to come into my creepy flat? Man, (laughs) Hal Jordan's
3: coming over. (laughs) Terrible, he's bringing Carol. She's uh, she's agreed to some things. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it is official. If you could see this right now, there'd be like a little little disclaimer at the bottom of the screen saying Jim really hates himself right now. Um, so, Mike, you you were uh, we're going to switch gears a little bit. So, uh, you know, from from the anime and manga to a little bit of gaming, and this is we're not talking about video gaming, kids. We're talking about the tabletop variety. And uh, why don't you drop it?
1: That's the kind that I like. Yes. Um, yeah, we got the uh, actually last week got the D and D starter set in. Awesome. Which is really cool. Nineteen ninety nine box set. Which love I the love. box. Yeah, yeah. you got to love box sets. Um, not quite a full box. It gives you a couple books and some character sheets, and there's a little bit of a filler on the bottom. And you get dice, which is nice. And you don't have to fill them in with a crayon. Six polyhedral dice. You have to whisper it. Dice,
0: dice, I'm a 12-sided.
1: Okay. Uh.
3: <laughs> Ten seconds of
1: ASMR.
0: Yes. ASMR. Yeah.
1: Anyway. you yeah. some pre-gens, the basic rulebook, and the basic rules are also available free online. So there are five, I think, five level one characters? Yeah, it looks like it. Let okay. me give you the basics. I know there are
0: two fighters,
1: a rogue, a and wizard, a wizard. Mm-hmm. Got and a an an al- cleric. wizard, human fighter... I like the fact that they brought Alignments back, a yeah. awful good fighter, and the neutral other- rogue, neutral good cleric, a dwarf oh, cleric. Oh, That's two clerics. Boring.
0: Dwarven cleric? I'm down.
1: Yeah, they're actually neat in this
0: game. Hammers of Moradin? I'm all down. Oh, totally. Yeah.
1: Um, and you also get an adventure, Lost Mine of... Fandelver. which is pretty beefy at 64 pages. Oh, yeah. That's enough for a few sessions, I'd say.
0: Wizards of the Coast says that if you plumb every ounce of adventure in Fandelver, you're going to get about 16 hours of play. That's That's cool. That's their estimation.
1: Your mileage may vary, I'm sure, depending upon Sure. That's like a day, then. Yeah. What? I mean... You yeah, sit down, and you play for 16 hours? No. Yeah, my, age. That,
0: you know, at my age, I can't sit for more than three hours before wanting yeah. to die. So, you
1: know, the only complaint mm-hmm. I've had so far with the new edition is the stat blocks are in the back. They don't put the stat blocks in the text of the adventure. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, I think they're just
3: being just resistant because that's something that Pathfinder always done. If it's a new stat block that doesn't appear in a bestiary or isn't going to be in a bestiary, like the next one out, mm-hmm. they put it right there, full yeah. on, so you're not constantly turned. Forward.
1: And they did that obviously. Obviously, in fourth edition, where the encounters were all grouped together, right, you had all the you know the key areas and the stats right there, um, made it very easy. This you're gonna have to flip back and forth a lot until you get to know the stat blocks, um, get to know the monsters.
0: Now, when they release this at the same the same day, they released the basic rules online too. Yes, they did. Yeah, so, and those are available for what
1: free download?
2: Yeah, free PDF. So, how you get five friends together, one dungeon master, twenty dollar investment, and you're you're ready to go. You're ready to go, yeah. A very very pleasant change, right on. Because I remember Dungeon Master's Guide, thirty five bucks. Players Guide, twenty five bucks. Then you got to invest in the dice, which didn't come with it. With this complete kit, basic function, twenty bucks.
1: Yeah, gets you started, and the following month we'll see the PHB and so on and so forth.
2: Now the players That's handbook, amazing. Now the players' handbook will
0: be a robust volume. It's I mean, a, that, it's
1: a fifty dollar forty nine. It's all yeah. going to be you know
0: full color, high gloss, high quality glossy paper. You know, two to three hundred pages, mm-hmm. and it will be everything you need for your character, and then some. All magic items necessary. Then the month after that will be monster manual, and the month after that that will be the Hester's guide,
1: and we'll start seeing the we all each, the modules and things being coming released
3: out. Like every other month from. Now on with the PHB, you're going to get your food. oh okay. And I believe they're all sick
1: That seems to be the, the default. Yeah, the Forgotten
0: yeah. Realms yeah. The default. is default. That is the default setting now. Hey, that was the you're best no setting only, of all I, the it, ones they came out with. It was
1: at least they have one instead of something kind of generic like they tried with fourth, where it was just kind of like well. well here even it is. third was mm-hmm. they had their
3: generic setting, and then you had to buy the camping. Right, that's true because well because uh, they wanted to have
1: yeah they wanted more they books. wanted multiple multiple <laughs> settings they wanted Greyhawk came out yeah Greyhawk. So. Yeah,
0: it's it's Forgottenums. I mean, every you know the old school D and D players, especially when Second Edition came out, it's it's Forgottenums. There's
3: well, every time you think wizard, you it's always a derivation of yeah, it's always that you know right. And hot female wizard is always one of the sevens. Yep. You know, you think of clandestine organizations. You or think the of the humanity, it's the Harpers. Yep. Yeah. So and then evil guys are always some some sort of derivation of this right term. So and
0: you're thinking of you know an honorable warrior king. You're thinking the purple dragon of Cormyr and right. all those guys. Guys and
3: you know, you look at every evil wizard, it looks like Manchun. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was it, you know, especially with Greenwood, he really did shape a lot. Of
0: stuff. And he was a contemporary of guy like George mm-hmm. R. Martin, Terry Brooks and those guys, you know. Oh, absolutely. He, you know, so, I mean, they, this all stuff came from the same idea. Well, it's been I, going on
1: for a long, long yeah, time.
0: I mean, this was a, Ed Greenwood's homebrew setting from mm-hmm. 1970, rah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're not kidding around. So I think is w- doing the right thing. Go with the stuff that has the most... Pedigree behind it, and you know, as great as Gygax's Greyhawk was in the day, Forgotten Realms is just better. I mean, it's just better, it's
1: been more popular as well. Well, they're all their book always revolved, and the greatest fantasy city set, setting mm-hmm. in Waterdeep. Waterdeep. A lot more fiction written for that setting, too. Mm-hmm.
3: There's yeah. probably a, more novels that are solely about... Yeah. ...that happen the, inside the city. Yeah. And then you have the mountains to it, and there's... Underdark. The whole, yeah, that whole, like, race they do to see who can get to the deepest level, or the highest level, really. Right. And that, I mean, that's a thing. And there's a module for it, and there's a, and just the characters all the way down to the Lords of Waterdeep.
0: And who's, who here is old enough to remember the Bloodstone Pass trilogy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the Giants of the North yeah. and all that stuff. <sighs> (sighs) man. Yeah. I I see possibility with d d
2: again. Is this where we start pulling in uh, the song Memory from Cats? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You get the Betty Buckley (laughs)
2: role. Yeah, you're
0: definitely Betty Buckley, man.
2: Uh, This is where uh, understanding that this is the pedigree, that's the way they're going, that's fine. This is when I pull out my inner Rorschach and say, I stand in the breach, I want Starjammer.
3: Oh, spell jammer! Spell jammer. Spell jammer. Uh, there you go. Okay. Give me back my yeah. space doors, damn it. I, I, I want my space <laughs> doors. Spelljammer was fun. It was fun. Uh, and you're going to get that. You're getting spelljammer in the uh, Numeria setting. Really? That's what Pathfinder's doing. It's spelljammer. Right. oh
1: okay. right. Well, you think that's where it's going to go? Oh, I've I mean, seen a
3: lot of stuff, like some screenshots and things of what the books are going to be. It's spelljammer. Yeah. So, and they've, and they've, from day one, Pathfinder has said yes, there is space travel in our
0: universe. Co- Cody's um, unbiased review of things <laughs> Pathfinder is brought to you by Paizo Publishing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say, I say it with love. But, I mean, Cody, you were, you are you're a, a dude for for Pathfinder for a long time. They've so. done everything right so far. Yeah, and Watsy had one stumble after another with Fourth Edition, and we had our fun. Mike and I, we had our fun with Fourth Edition. We played a lot of it. We cool did, but it was it was because of the gaming group we were in. I think despite.
1: Some of the stumbles with
3: the and game. And ab-
1: it's been abandoned wear for, gosh, three years? I
3: think three years They yeah. put out their essentials book, and I think a lot of people are like, oh, that was the greatest thing they ever did. But the majority are like, you've killed it. Like, your essentials book ruined the system. They, they really did.
1: Yeah. It, Most confusing it, release ever. It jacked with the, uh, the balance. It did, it messed
0: it up bad. Yeah. yeah. Cavalier, anyone? <laughs> no. Well, look, uh, we're running out of time right now on this one. So I think we're going to just call a halt to it right now. We're going to save up our nerd energy. And next week, we're going to talk some more comics and games and other cool stuff that's coming on the horizon. We'll be T-minus seven days by the time we record the next podcast from uh, San Diego Comic-Con, which none of us are going to. Well, I have a 10% chance of going, but that's another, another story for another day. Um, but we're going to be talking about more news coming from the, the field of genre interest. So for Mike, Cody, and Damon, this is Jim signing off and just wishing you to eat more shrimp. Always.
1: The Mission Command podcast is recorded at the Launchpad in Lodi, California. This podcast is not affiliated with the Launchpad, and the views and opinions expressed within do not reflect those of the Launchpad or its management.